One of the things that I'm uh, having some fun with as I record these episodes is uh, just coming up with simple little ideas for each episode. And sometimes I'll get on a rant and then I'll split it into a couple of different episodes just to keep them short and digestible. Uh, But generally I have like something specific that I want to talk about. And so I'll just record a little bit of thinking about that thing or a little bit of talking about the the thoughts that I've had about that thing. This one's going to be different. Uh, I uh, I wrote something that was going to be the topic for this episode, uh, just a little prompt, but it turned into, uh, you know, a longer thing. And so I'm just going to read it. Um, and I'm, I'm doing it now. I had wanted to do this later, but after the end of the last episode, it feels like now is the right time to uh, talk about this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read And maybe that will spur something, or maybe that'll just be the whole episode. So what I wrote was, The design of Hest is driven by principles, but it's driving on engineering. Many of the principles will contradict one another. Many of the principles could push the design to extremes. And as an example of that, I have a little parenthetical where I say, How much bootstrapping is too much? And by bootstrapping, I mean the the sort of the small talk idea where you can go all the way to the bottom of your system and it is still implemented in terms of the system. So you're not doing something like closure where closure bottoms out in Java. A, a bootstrapped system is, is uh, entirely self-contained. And so you never have to worry about, or you don't have to worry as much about what's sitting beneath your programming environment. You can just do everything within that environment. It's painful to come up with principles which are like pure crystals of thought, only to have to crush those principles with heavy realities. But that's what it means to do design. My impulse is to avoid or hide contradictions, but that's a bad impulse because it's inauthentic about the design process. For example, I want to be able to show everything as occurring in space and with explicit time, but that's not how CPUs work. So eventually, Something is going to not work that way. It's tempting to think that I could come up with some sort of completely self-contained bubble of perfect internal consistency, but that's a delusion. And pursuing that will keep me from actually making something useful. So that's what I wrote. And I thought that now would be a good time to make that point because we're far enough into this exploration of ranting into a microphone about something that I've been working on off and on for a very long time and and thinking about continuously throughout that time. We're deep enough into that to get to the point where we're going to have run into the limits of my thinking about something. And when we started, you know, we're, we're very much in the center of the space that I've explored. And the way I'm approaching this podcast is by picking a direction and kind of you know, pushing outward from the middle of my thinking to the edge of my thinking in that direction until we run into something like fibers versus discrete points and needing um, coordination mechanisms and worrying about queuing being part of the fundamental model and getting into that kind of dicey, like, you know, the stuff where there's no good solution that I'm aware of and that might suggest that I just need to pick something and live with it. Or it might suggest that somewhere earlier on in the process, I made a wrong turn and now I've arrived at a, 
you know, at a local maximum or if I had gone a different direction, I could maybe get to a higher local maximum or something like that. And it's just, it's worth remembering and, and reminding one another when we're having these sorts of discussions about what to do that not just that perfect is the enemy of the good. Um, cause that's true, but that's, it's kind of, you know, necessary, but insufficient. Um, that, when doing this design work, yes, you do need to think about actually producing some kind of result of your work. Like it's, it's so tragic to just do all of this design work and then to never actually build anything out of it. Like that's, you know, my, that's my opinion. I'm a, uh, you know, I make stuff. I'm, my background is in the arts. I like to say that because in the arts, you, you make stuff. You don't just, you know, there's no such thing as a conceptual artist who just ships out concepts. They actually have to put the urinal sideways on a pedestal and call it fountain. Um, they can't just say in a gallery, hey, <laughs> I could put any random object in this gallery and because of the context, you'd think of it as art. That's that's not as impactful as actually doing the work. So you have to do the work. And that's the same with what we're doing. We are in the future of coding community and as, as researchers broadly and even as engineers who are interested in advancing the state of tooling and, and, and practice and philosophy around computation, we need to actually take our ideas and build them uh, again and again and again. And so even though in this podcast I'm treating it as kind of a a loose exercise. I'm treating it as a, as a, as a soapbox almost as a way to think out loud. It's going to expose stuff that I'm going to feel really uncomfortable with because it's going to expose incompleteness in my thinking. And it's going to expose areas that are underdeveloped and that's going to open the door to criticisms about fundamental assumptions that I've made in pursuing this very different approach. And those things need to be separate. Um, and it needs to be stated again and again, that there is value in building the wrong thing. And that value goes beyond just learning that it's not the right thing. And that maybe you should have done something else that even something like space cam, which I talked about as being a game that is, you know, a beautiful example of where I want to go with Hest. I talk about it as saying there's decisions that they made that would make it bad as a practical environment for programming, but that make it have the right kind of frustration for a game. There's also decisions in that game that make it a bad game. That isn't fun. Like I didn't finish the game. It got to the point where, it was just too laborious to actually do the work to solve the puzzles. And it ceased being a thing of joy for me and turned into a thing that was too much like the, the kind of frustration that I get from actually doing my job. And I didn't enjoy that as a, as a respite. And Zachtronic's other games fall into that. And so there's going to be a lot of talk in this podcast about how much better things could be if they were different. And I think it's just important to also say that there will be things that will not 
be better than they could be, or that will not even be better than they are, that will be much, much worse than they currently are. And it's not just that because I'm building a programming environment that has essentially a physics engine in its execution model. Um, it's not just the performance that's going to be worse. It's not just the practical uses of this thing that are going to be worse. It's that there are um, inherent aspects of how it's designed that are going to be just deeply, deeply flawed and that are deeply, deeply misguided. And I think that's a good thing. I think that um, flawed mental models are healthy to construct and to exchange and to work on. And that I like seeing people take risks and I like seeing people fail. And it's, you know, addicting to fill your life with things that are just, you know, safe, perfect executions or that are, you know, produced by a, by a giant faceless corporation that are, you know, polished to within an inch of their life and that, that don't do anything unusual or unconventional. But I think that it's worth engaging with things that are, incomplete or incoherent or damaged or or um, difficult and that includes your own work i think it was uh ira glass maybe who talked about this sort of gap between your current skill and uh, you know what i'm actually going to look up that quote because i have that quote on my old tumblr i had this tumblr way back in the day um where i just saved anything that was kind of interesting to me. I'm going to go scroll back through it and see if I can find. So here's a quote uh, from Ira Glass. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there's this gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff. It's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. To me, that doesn't just apply to the beginner experience. That applies to the work that we're doing as supposed experts in programming. And I think we focus so much on finding the faults and the flaws in the work that preceded us and trying to improve on that, that we sort of take those faults as, you know, some sort of evil to be expunged. And I think that that's unhealthy. And I think that it would be much better for us to actually delight in those, you know, those missed opportunities or those idiosyncrasies or those shortcomings. And that's sort of, I think that's part of why I have such a beef with people who are so rampantly negative, uh, like Jonathan Blow. It's because they they focus so much on the fact that things being flawed or or approaches being you know the the wrong approach to take to something like you know the the way that the web works today is definitely not the web that we could have had. There are so many other possible directions that the web could have taken that would be much richer in one way or another, but that i I don't think that the the awareness of those alternatives that could have been whether they are awarenesses that are shared by many people like we have when we when it comes to the web you know if we're aware of the work of ted nelson or if we're aware of you know what 
differences could have been made in the early design of JavaScript that would have solved so many problems that we now face as a society, you know, those awareness of those alternate possibilities shouldn't lessen our respect for the thing that we have as a thing that exists and shouldn't lessen our respect for and not just for the people that made it that way or the people who enjoy things being that way um, but also for the thing itself and i think it's good to be able to point to something and say you know this is a a bad thing i don't like it and I, i wish it was different but i think it's good to keep the framing of that within a sense of you know within the sense that the universe doesn't have perfection in it and that we might delight ourselves with the pursuit of perfection, but that there is no achieving perfection. There is no pinning down perfection. There is no, there, there's, there's not even any certainty that we are moving towards perfection. So as a, as a kind of a tortured analogy, you know, you can add numbers together and in some sense, you could say that you are approaching infinity the more numbers you add together. But you will never, ever reach infinity by adding numbers together, um, positive numbers. Uh, you will never reach infinity. So in some other equivalent sense, you could say that adding positive numbers together is not taking you towards infinity. That the way to get infinity is something different. That, that idea that we're all sort of trying to achieve higher and higher local maxima it's seductive, but it's dangerous. And so I think it is really worth, especially in your own work, in the work that you're doing, picking some principles and pursuing those principles, but only pursuing those principles insofar as it gets you towards something that is personally compelling to you or that is satisfying some specific goal that you have in mind. And that as soon as those principles are pushing you to make decisions that are that are getting a little bit too close to trying to make a pure crystal of thought, I think you need to, especially if you're the kind of person who is an engineer or who is a mathematician, um, somebody who's very wor- used to working with things in the abstract, I think as soon as you get a little too close to that 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 idea that things definitely need to be a certain way that they that there's an essential nature to something that you need to get closer and closer to i think that 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 seduction is dangerous and that you need to notice when it is happening and not do that and i think that that feeling that compulsion is where a lot of the things that i speak critically of have gone wrong or the, the things that I've spoken critically of so far in this, in this exercise of thinking out loud. And so I'm going to do my best to do that where I'm going to, in talking about Hest, talk about the principles that I have that are driving it towards a certain realized design. But I'm also going to try to be clear about the fact that while I am trying to maximize all of those principles, maximize the influence of them and and produce something that is a coherent and resonant result of that process, of that exploration, that I am in no way trying to, or I'm trying to be aware of the fact that I should not delude myself into thinking that 
any of those principles will be fully realized and that that you know that fully realizing those principles is not the goal and so now that we have traveled from the heart of the design space out towards one of the extremes and at that extreme have found some of the messiness that has not been resolved and have talked about some of the different ways that I might go about resolving that messiness, I think we should reset back to the center of the design space and push out in a different direction.